You're listening to the Uplifting Content Podcast with Ioni Butler. Join me every Tuesday to hear conversations with remarkable guests on a wide range of topics. The goal with this podcast is to introduce you to new ideas and techniques that will inspire and uplift you. Today, let's talk about living a life you truly desire with Christine Hassler. So I really see myself as a human detective and I, I look at what people want and what's in the way. And when we look at what's in the way, a lot of it is decoding how our past has impacted our belief systems, our model of the world, our fears, the way we sabotage ourselves, what we want from our ego and our insecurities versus what we want from our true desires. And I'm sure we'll talk about desires on this podcast. Hello, friends. Thanks for tuning into another episode of the podcast. This week, we're bringing you another fantastic episode from our archive with the amazing Christine Hassler. For anyone that doesn't know, Christine is an author, speaker, master coach, and host of the popular podcast Over It and Under It, in which she coaches callers live on air, helping them heal their past, change their present, and create a life they desire. I first interviewed Christine in 2017 for the Uplifting Content Summit and then interviewed her again for the Uplifting Content Podcast last year. In this, she speaks about meeting her boyfriend and how they came to be. And they actually recently got married, which I thought would be good for you to know. So in this episode, we spoke about Christine's story and why she was always an overachiever, how she got into personal development, coaching and speaking, her quarter-life crisis, how to embrace your feminine qualities for both men and women, trusting your intuition, how she surrendered to the universe and met her now husband, her personal mastery course, and so much more. Thanks as always for tuning in. Don't forget to leave a review. Once you have, send us an email to info at upliftingcontent.com and we'll send you a free gift to say thank you, which is the Uplifting Content Summit, in which you can hear Christine's full interview that she did for that as well, which was fantastic. The summit was all about how to stay uplifted. So again, leave us a review, send a screenshot of your review to our email, and we will send you that as a free gift to say thank you. If you think this episode or any others would resonate with a friend or loved one, share it with them and message me on social media at Ioni Butler, as I'd love to hear your thoughts on this week's episode and any others. So without further ado, enjoy the show. Christine, hi, how are you? Oh, I'm so thrilled to be here. Thank you so much for having me and welcome to 2019, which is crazy to believe. I feel like it was just yesterday that we were freaking out about Y2K. (laughs) Yeah, I know. They're they're speeding up. The years are speeding up and it's kind of freaking me out. I have this whole theory um, that is that every day if you go to work and nothing changes, just the the brain just sees that as just one day, right? It just kind of clocks it together as a day. And so if you're doing the same thing every day, there's it just kind of time goes quickly because it's just one day. Whereas yep. if you're driving to work one day and there's like a major road accident or something extreme happens, you that day sticks in your mind as something of relevance. And so I have this belief that the more variety and the more different experiences you have, the more the brain sees that as, oh, that day or that thing or that thing. And actually 27, 2017, I traveled and did so much that year that actually it felt really long, but in a great wow. way. Um, um, yeah. Yeah. So whereas I think if everything's very same, 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 it whizzes by because there's no distinction. Yeah. Theory of it anyway. It's a good theory. Thanks. (laughs) Um, So much to talk about with you. I'm very excited. We were talking about something exciting before um, we went, we recorded it, but anyway, whatever. Um, So to get started, I love for you to share a bit about yourself and what you do with the audience. Yeah. With the audience, just for some context before we. Yeah. 
Well, you know, my, my title is master coach and um, I have a master's degree in spiritual psychology as well. So I combine life coaching and NLP and all that kind of human optimization stuff with spirituality and psychology, which for me has been the best recipe because, you know, life coaching and, and looking at our mind and setting goals and looking at the present and future is so helpful. But if we don't clean up our past and see how our past is impacting us, sometimes it can feel like we have one foot on the gas and one foot on the brake. So I really see myself as a human detective and I, I look at what people want and what's in the way. And when we look at what's in the way, a lot of it is decoding how our past has impacted our belief systems, our model of the world, our fears, the way we sabotage ourselves, what we want from our ego and our insecurities versus what we want from our true desires. And I'm sure we'll talk about desires on this podcast. And it totally came from my own life. I didn't wake up one day and go, oh, I want to be a coach. I want to do this. I actually was an agent in Hollywood. That was my first career. And the reason I, I chose that path is growing up, I was desperately insecure. I was bullied. I was teased. I'm abused in my background too. I was put on antidepressants when I was 11 years old. Mm -hmm. um, so I made up a very strong story about being broken, about not fitting in, about being less than. And that motivated me to become a strong overachiever because as kids, the way we deal with our pain is we find some way to compensate for it. And this is a big thing I teach. I help mm. people identify their compensatory strategies, the ways we've developed to operate in the world, to get love, to get safety, to get belonging, to fit in. So my compensatory strategy of choice was I'm just going to be a massive overachiever. That's how I'm going to identify myself. That's how I'm going to feel like I belong in any way. That's how I'm going to be safe. And it worked, you know, it worked externally in terms of creating results, but internally I was still depressed, unfulfilled, had tons of anxiety. So at 26 years old, I, my strategy had kind of stopped satisfying me. And I realized no matter what I checked off my list, I still wasn't happy. And I thought the solution was fixing something external. And we all believe that. We believe like, oh, if only I could change this thing outside of me, if only I could change my job or change my body or change my relationship status or change this person in my life, then I'll be happy. We live, we live a very when-then kind of life mm -hmm. until we have some sort of spiritual awakening, <laughs> some sort of what I like to call expectation hangover that makes us realize that it's totally all an inside job. Mm. And that realization became abundantly clear for me when I quit my job, went into more debt, got dumped by my fiance, estranged from my family, and had different health diagnoses on top of the depression and anxiety I was already medicated for. Mm. So that was like a turning point in my life. And I had been seeing a coach because I had been seeing psychologists and psychiatrists since I was 11. So someone told me about this life coaching thing. And it, back in 2000, when was that? 2005 or something? It was not a thing. Mm. And um, <clears throat> I, I saw this lady named Mona and she was telling me for a while, like things that sounded good, but I wasn't quite ready to implement. But after my quarter life crisis, <laughs> I realized the common denominator in all those situations was me. And I also realized I had a very victim orientation to that. Like I really saw my life happening to me, not for me. Mm. And I was able to shift my perspective and a miracle is a change in perception or perspective. So I was able just to create a miracle by saying, all right, if I created all this, then I can probably create something different. Mm -hmm. And that's when I became just consumed with personal growth, personal development, really started seeing my coach more often, got inspired to write my first book, which was called 20 something, 20 everything for 20 something women going through their quarter life crisis. 
And from there came the coaching and the speaking and everything else that I do today. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I always, I'm always fascinated to hear how like, because you said you got into the coaching and then, sorry, then you got into the personal development and everything came from then. Mm-hmm. But what were the kind of turning points and the growth for that? Because mm-hmm. I'm guessing if you, you're in debt, you, you've got all this health stuff, you've got all this other stuff. It's not easy just, well, I, actually, no, I shouldn't say it's not easy. It wasn't um, easy. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, what were the steps? Like, what was that, that process of development? Yeah. Like, when did you decide, I'm going to be a coach? And, yeah. you know, because I feel like there's a lot of times people are in these places and it's mm-hmm. like making those steps to get to them, which is mm-hmm. kind of good to know. Well, the, the, the key thing that I learned along the way, and this was something my coach was really helpful for, is I only needed to know one step at a time. Mm. So when I took my first step of writing the proposal for my book, I didn't know what the next step would be in the next step and the next step. When I was just in, maybe I should write about this, and I'll tell you the inspiration for that in a moment, I wasn't in, maybe I should become a coach, then maybe I could speak, then maybe I could be a facilitator. You know, it wasn't like I had it all mapped out. Mm-hmm. And this is something that I really love to impart upon women because women have been so adapted to masculine ways of doing things. Mm. And the masculine way of doing things is to have a focus and to have Mm. a plan and to have a direction. It's very like directional. But women, we are receivers. I mean, let's just be super clear and think of basic anatomy. Mm -hmm. We are built to receive. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean we sit around and wait for the universe to pour it on us. However, it does mean that if we stop doing, 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 doing and planning and we actually sit and we listen to our intuition and we listen to our desires, then from that place, inspired action can happen. Mm. And now I am way better at this than I was at 25 years old. At 25 years old, it was more a concept that sounded good. However, I had been so burnt out by doing, 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 that I just couldn't do it anymore. Mm -hmm. And so for me, what it looked like is when I quit my job, I worked as a personal trainer. Um, I wasn't making as much money, but that's what I did to support myself. And I continued doing that after my fiance left. And um, I decided that I was going to be, start being more honest with what was going on with me. Cause I also was really good at, and I still catch myself doing this sometimes, um, but not as much. And when I do, I, try to shift it quickly. I was really good at putting on a mask and pretending I had it together and pretending Mm. I was okay. And people would ask, you know, how are you doing? And it would be fine, which Mm -hmm. stands for feelings inside not expressed. (laughs) And and so I decided, you know, I'm going to just do an email to, and I, I also had a lot of trauma with females growing up. So I didn't trust women. I didn't have a lot of female friends. Mm. I decided one night I was just going to put an email out and say, Hey, this is what I'm going through. I think it's called a quarter life crisis. I'm going to host like a, an evening, like a group chat at my apartment. If you're interested, please share this with other women. And like, I, I can't, I wish I could find the email, but it was like mm. on my Yahoo account from so long ago. <laughs> and, um, And like almost 30 women showed up in my house that night. Wow. And that's when I realized, oh, wow, this really is a thing. Mm -hmm. And I was trying to find books that would help me. And this is another thing that often gives us a step. You know, the solution to the problem we're looking for, if we can't find it, often creating that solution is the best business idea we're ever going to have or the best step we're ever going to take. 
And so I, I read the book Quarter Life Crisis and it was good, but it was more about like, get your career, get your relationship. And mm. I was like, I did all that. That wasn't the answer. Where's the inside stuff? Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I guess I'll write it. Um, and so as I was writing the book, I was interviewing a lot of women and they would say to me, and my personal training clients would say this to me too. They'd say, aren't you should be a coach or a counselor. Like, I just want to talk to you. You ask great mm. questions. You're so easy to talk to. You're so insightful. And I heard that over and over and over again. <laughs> and that's, that's another way that the universe reveals steps to us is the yeah. things people tell us we're good at, the things we come naturally like that was the next step. And so I started, you know, getting trained as a coach and taking clients and, you know, the step to speaking was hearing after the book came out, oh my gosh, like hearing from people that employed millennials and 20 somethings, how frustrated they were. And so they'd ask me, oh, you know, the 20 somethings, like you should speak to corporations or you should speak to college students. And so that was the next step. And I started to explore a speaking career. So one thing truly did lead to each other. And I'll tell you, the thing that gave me the most momentum was doing the internal work alongside the external results I was creating. Mm. So I was always my best client. I was always a student. I was always had my coaches and stayed on top of my own development. Um, And and doing that internal work and working on my own issues of self-worth and self-criticism and worthiness and not enoughness and perfectionism and imposter syndrome and the list goes on and on yep, yep, yep. and body image stuff and sexualities. I mean, so much working on all of that. Like the more internal work I did, the more my external life would shift as well. Mm-hmm. So that was a long-winded answer to your question. That, <laughs> it's a beautiful, fantastic answer. And for me, I think it's a very poignant one and necessary one because I everything that you've just said, I wholeheartedly believe and speak it to other people too about sort of listening to, to what comes to you and sort of following your bliss, following what people sort of say you're doing it. And to, to a degree, I've been doing that. But then there's been a big part of me that has been feeling like, I don't know what I want. I don't know where I'm going. And it, because I feel that need to have a plan. Right. And actually I have a male mentor who was telling me, asking me, I only, what's your, you know, 15 year, 20 year, 25 year plan. I was like, I've got no idea. And then I kind of started to feel like I was like, Oh God damn, something's wrong here. Like, because I don't know what I want and where I'm going. But actually hearing you say that again, we just have different ways of looking at things. I'm sort of more allowing life to unfold and, and, but just being aware and listening to it and going down those roads that feel right. Um, and then being okay. So that, that's, thank you yeah. for sharing. Yeah. That. Yeah. And I think that's what, we as women are learning to do. And this is not about making men wrong in any way or the masculine way, way wrong. And we have both inside of us. Right. But, but now my feminine leads a lot more. Like I trust my feminine to lead, but because we've been conditioned that the male way is better, faster, stronger, more successful. So many of us have adapted to that way and take that advice because the feminine superpowers have been muted for so long. Right. And now we're in this time where we're like, okay, well, the feminine move feminist movement was great, but it was a lot of againstness against men. It created a lot of division. And now how do we bring the feminine up to live in harmony with our masculine, both externally in our relationships with men and also like internally in, inside of us? And that doesn't mean we can't plan, but my feminine leads. So it's like receiving the information from the feminine and then my masculine can respond. My masculine can take action. And I've just found that that's a way less stressful way. And, and like the number of women who are 
adrenal fatigue, thyroid issues, hormone imbalance, cortisol levels out of whack is staggering and yeah. on antidepressants and anti-anxiety. So, you know, this, this, this way of doing, 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 it may be achieving external results, but internally, are we taking really good care of ourselves? I don't think so. And I'm glad that you touched on the, the masculine and feminine thing, because I, I um, spoke at an event, there's an organization called FemQ, which is the feminine Ooh. qualities. And they were very clear that this isn't a woman's event. This is not just for women. This is saying that we have for too long been living with a, sort of putting masculine and not, this is not male and female. This is masculine qualities like the, the sort of doing, doing, doing on a pedestal at the expense of all the feminine qualities. And what they're saying is that we need to balance that out. So for men and women to embrace more of these feminine qualities. So as you were saying um, in the beginning about sort of women needing to tap into their intuition, I too feel like men, it's, it's, it's the same thing for men to be able to listen to that calling and follow what and just be more intuitive because that's lacking um for a lot of men but yeah just more of these energies these feminine energies and qualities we all men and women need to kind of tap into a little bit more because they're just and and it's that superpower thing and what they were saying at this event is um both men and women have masculine and feminine qualities and energies and if you're only tapping into your masculine ones you've 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 lost half of your power yeah. right and so you called it feminine superpower yeah. and i love that because men and women can now sort of use more of their other qualities and then you're just a much more fuller um, exactly. expressive human, men exactly. and women. And I really want to make that point because sometimes these types of conversations, people can think that it's a man and a woman thing. And it, yeah, I, it's I don't not. believe that it is. Yeah, it's not. And it's not. And I, and I do think if you are a woman who I ident- cause some women identify as more masculine, whether and that has, sometimes that has to do with their sexual orientation. Sometimes it doesn't, mm. but some women are like, no, like I'm a masculine woman. That's just like who I am. But for most women who really identify as a woman and mm-hmm. as more feminine, everything's going to flow a lot easier from our health to the results we create if our feminine leads, mm-hmm. you know? And, mm-hmm. and then, and, and this is another thing I hear so many women, especially single women go, oh my God, either like the spiritual conscious dudes are too feminine and the masculine dudes have no emotional IQ. <laughs> Oh, this is my next book, by the way. It's all about like being single and the rise of the feminine time. I, I'm excited already. Yeah. I'm read oh, it now. <laughs> I, I heard that so much. Like you're so attracted to the guys that like, you know, like are successful and like have it, you know, but in terms of their emotional IQ, their, their emotional availability, their ability to commit, it's like, mm-hmm. and then you've got the, you know, spiritual conscious dudes that call you goddess and put their hand on your heart and like let you cry but you're like, oh my God, I so don't want to sleep with you. <laughs> so it's, and then I could, of course those are extremes, but this is just, you know, through my own experience and talking to like so many women at this point. But I noticed that shifted for me and I see it shift for women time and time again when our feminine and masculine get, get in balance and get in their right place. So many women are having that experience because their masculine is too in front. Right. So they either find a man that outmans them, mm-hmm. right? Or they find someone who has more feminine energy because that's polarity. You know, Mm -hmm, that's mm -hmm. how how attraction happens. Mm -hmm. So this is like so, you know, and this isn't something that is like, oh, let me give you the five keys to becoming more feminine. This is a really, for me, the, the way to letting your feminine lead is a deep process of surrender. Like it's a deep process of surrender. It's a, it's choosing to, uh, not, fear uncertainty in your life. 
Mm. It's like letting yourself be in, you know what? I don't have a plan. I don't know what I'm going to do. And this was big for me last year when um, I was in, living in my dream house. I moved from LA, got this beach house on the ocean and my lease was up for renewal and I went to renew it. And oh, and PS, I made the promise to myself that that was the last home I was moving into as a single woman. Mm. Like the next home I was going to move into was going to be with my man. Mm -hmm. And so I go to renew my lease and she doesn't do it. She like accuses me of like, thing like basically crimes <laughs> I was just wow. like whoa like what like just just crazy stuff she was a little off mentally mm. and I, I I had to move out and I really at that time was practicing letting my feminine lead and not going into masculine problem solving fix it and so I went into meditation first I felt my feelings about it because that's the other thing about the feminine is like you allow yourself to feel Yes. You don't indulge in them. You don't let them handicap you, but you don't go straight into what's the solution. You're like, when that, yeah, oh, blocking them this, off. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Like I'm sad. I'm angry. I'm mm -hmm. shameful. I feel shameful. Whatever it is. Like first I felt because if we don't feel our feelings and our intuition is blocked, it yeah. becomes static. Yeah. And, and then the next thing was really don't sign a lease. Don't control the situation. Like my, what I heard from my guides is we're up to something. And I was like, is that just my mind trying to reassure me or is that actually accurate information? And when you're first tapping into your intuition, you don't really know. Like yeah. sometimes you're like, you're like, is that me just trying to make myself feel better? Exactly. Or, yeah, no, I'm like, is it just me because I'm trying to make excuses because so I don't want to do it? Or exactly. it just genuinely doesn't feel right? I can't tell. <laughs> exactly. mm -hmm. but, but, but you can't, how I've learned to distinguish is I drop it into my body mm -hmm. and I'm like, let me feel it in my body. And even if there's like fear if it's, if it's true, I'll first feel a feeling of relief. And I know if I feel just a feeling of relief, even if it's for a nanosecond, then I'm, then I'm accurate, right? So what do you mean? If, you've, if, if the feeling is, so say it's like signing a lease and you're thinking mm -hmm. about it and you feel fear, mm -hmm. then, then what do you mean? How do you know that that's the true? I'll give you an example. So mm -hmm. when I heard this, like, don't sign a lease, put your stuff in storage and just follow the breadcrumbs, like mm -hmm. have no certainty. Um, when, when that dropped in and I focused on it at first, I felt like, Oh, I don't need to know right now. And then I was like, but if I don't know my stuff's in storage and I bought new furniture and da, 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 da. So it was like that, where am I going to go? What am I going to do? Yeah. <laughs> I don't like looking at suitcases. I'm a Virgo. I need to be but, grounded. So but the that, initial reaction to that, that thought was relief. Yeah. So that's how you know it's the thing to follow. And then yeah. it's the mind doing its crazy stuff. Then, then the ego yeah. that loves certainty mm -hmm. and loves control and loves to stay in our safe zone. Then the ego mm -hmm. comes in and tries to talk us out of it. Yeah. And, you know, this is another thing, masculine, feminine, where, you know, women have been questioned and doubted and talked out of our, our intuition and our yeah. wisdom and the things yeah. that we know, you yeah. know, um, like we, women know a lot and men do too. It's just different. It's, there's two yeah. sets. And, and men do too, but I, I also think that they need to tap into their intuition more totally. too. Totally. See, this oh. is really interesting because the last time we spoke was, I think it was um, either the spring or summer of uh, 2017. And so this was sort of roughly happening around then. And something else happened, which was you um, are now engaged. And so you met a man around that time. So, yes. what, so, you, yes. so you listened, you put your stuff in storage, and then what yes. happened? I'm so, so excited. This should be a movie. <laughs> Your life should be a movie. Yeah. So then the very next day, I met the man in my dreams. No, I'm just, it did not happen. <laughs> 
So, so this is the thing about surrender that I've learned is that when we take a leap of faith, there's a free fall and the free fall can be scary and bumpy. And, and oftentimes the universe needs time to like, you know, play, get things sorted. Mm -hmm. So, um, I put my stuff in storage. I always felt a call to Australia. I go to Australia. I had this, this guy there that I connected to last time I was there. And so I got this great month and, and he was, he was category. I don't know what, which I listed first, but he was the hot charismatic, but totally like no emotional intelligence, not available, closed heart, commitment issues, all that kind of stuff. Um, and you know, I, I, I fell into that. Oh, but it doesn't matter. And I'm cool with the casual thing and da, 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 da. But that was the last time I played that out and helped me get really clear. No, this is not what I want. Mm. And so I came back in March and, um, just was like floating all around and then went back to Australia in April cause I'd work over there. And I didn't, I still every, every month I check in, do I sign a lease? No. Do I sign a lease? No. So I'm like, okay, well I'll just go travel again. So I went back over there. And then in April I fractured my foot um, I came back in May. I had a sublease that was really dark and danky. I slipped into a little bit of a depression because I didn't like where I was living. I kept going, universe, like, this is so annoying. You keep telling me not to get a place, but I hate my home. I can barely walk. I can't exercise. Like, I threw myself a little pity party, um, <laughs> which is okay, too, but I kept surrendering, and I kept mm. going into the feeling of, okay, like, I trust. Like, I trust, and following the breadcrumbs. And then in May, so this is like five months now. My friend calls me and she's like, hey, I know you're, you're still kind of looking for a place. You don't know. We're moving out of our place in July. Why don't you come over and see it? So I brought them dinner that night to look at their home. And her husband was working on his computer with um, a startup called High Vibe. And he, he needed some pictures of the website. And so he asked me to sit and pretend I was using the, the website. I sit down at the computer and on the website are the eight people that work for the company. And I see this man and I'm like, I know him. Who is that? And they're like, yeah, I don't think you know him. He lives in Perth. Like this is his name. And I'm like, I don't know him, but I know him. Mm -hmm. Long story short, my friend introduced us and oh, and PS, she's like, let me find out if he's single. And I said, no, do not find out if he's single. Find out if he's like calling in his person, like if he's emotionally <laughs> available yes. for a relationship. Because with yes, so about timing. And if they're not like emotionally ready for a commitment, don't try to change that. Yep. So his answer was yes. He called me. We had a two month relationship over WhatsApp videoing, really getting to know each other without the physical because he was in Perth. I was in California. And then we met in Greece because I had said yes to a couple's trip. Again, intuition. Someone invited me on a couple's trip in February. I'm like, well, I'm single, but I'm going to say yes because that's my intention. <laughs> and worst case scenario, I go alone. Like whatever. There's cute Greece, Greek men. <laughs> Genius. I, I, uh, I invited him to meet me in Greece because he's half Greek. Half Greek, half Italian, but Australian. So. Oh, this is amazing. Uh-huh. Yeah. So and you meet for the first time on this couple's retreat yep, in Greece. Me, okay. And, and like I was with like some of my like, like closest like heavy hitter friends. Like it was like a, it was an influencer group. It was, you know, he had a lot of, a lot of pressure. Yeah. Um, and I opened the door and we'd been talking over video, but we'd never like, you know, hugged or kissed her. I didn't know what it smelled like or, you know, mm -hmm. um, and I opened the door and it felt like home. It was just oh, like, oh, wow. here you are. And just to, to, so we literally moved in together that day. We got engaged four or five months later and we moved into the house that I saw his picture on. 
Wow. Wait. Oh, so your friend's house, your friend's house. Yeah, because they moved out yeah. and it just stayed available. And in September when we came back from Europe and everything, it was still available. And we, we moved in to the exact house that was responsible for me finding him. Wow. I love that story. I'm so happy. Thank you. This is fabulous. Okay, cool. This is exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that. I love that. Yes. And I would love, can I share one more thing? Cause this, this is, yes. I think useful for, for whether you're looking for a relationship or you're looking for a career or purpose and it like totally goes along with desire. So this is another aspect of surrender. New Year's Eve last year, right when I was having to move out of my place, I left the party early. I came home. I sat out on the ocean and I said, okay, God, this is really hard for me, but I surrender my list of what I think my man needs to look like. Not just mm-hmm. physically, but I had a list. Mm-hmm. This and this and this and this. Because everybody says make a list. Mm-hmm. I said, I give that up. You pick. Mm-hmm. Like you pick what I truly need. And Mm. I just wrote down a list of desires in terms of how I wanted to feel. Yep. How I wanted to feel. Nothing to do with him. And that was the ultimate surrender. And it was a scary thing because I'm like, well, if I really let the universe choose, I may not get this or I may not get this and I may not get this. And it was such a powerful choice to surrender that to the universe and just trust my desires and how I wanted to feel and let that lead me. And I think that's another thing when we're talking about feminine superpowers is instead of goals and plans and that 15, 20 year plan, I bet you can answer how you want to feel in 15 years mm-hmm. or 20 yeah. years, yeah. you know, yeah. and what you desire. Like exactly. that's powerful. Yeah. It, it, yes. Uh, I've, I've made that list before and I realized that the physical, it can be quite, because then you could be meeting the right person, but you're like, oh, they're not what I said on the list. And then you're sort of not. And so I've, I've always been the same to feeling secure in the relationship, honesty, communication, like those types yeah. of things that are important rather than yeah. they've got this type of car. Okay. Yeah. And to feel adored, to be really yeah. specific, to feel like you can, you know, be your most fullest you and shining your light and your most insecure and vulnerable you at the same time. Yeah. To, to just like to really think about how you want to feel on a daily basis. Like, mm. like if you say secure, like what does that mean to you? Cause it means different mm. things for people. Yeah. For me, it's, it's like, and, and I love that you're, I'm just so happy for you right now. Um, <laughs> for me, it's, it's knowing just, I've had a lot of people that you do, they don't, they're kind of in different places or they're not really interested in a relationship and that type of stuff. And so it's not even like a physical safety. It's just more that we're doing this and I'm going to communicate with you what's going on and I want to be with you. And then just, just a knowing, a comfortable knowing that you're in it together and understanding, which is very simple, but it doesn't exist in a lot of relationships. Yeah. Um, or ones that I've had. And then I've, when I'm, when I'm unsure and there's, and I'm insecure in the relationship, that's when I act all crazy. Right. When I'm when I know that we're doing this, I'm the most chill, relaxed person in the right. world. But, and that's you know. another masculine and feminine dynamic. So mm. the masculine holds clarity, right? The masculine is about clarity and commitment and all those things. And when the feminine has clarity, like she knows like where she stands and she has commitment, then she opens and feels safe and feels free. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 another thing. And, you know, I'd hear so many dating advice of like, let the man pursue and he needs to be certain. And if you're more sure than him, then don't. And I was like, eh. But having this experience and watching so many of my girlfriends who are with men and they're kind of waiting for them to become clear, it's torture. Yeah. And then they, they suffer because they don't, they don't know where they stand and they yeah. feel very wobbly yeah. and they have to go more in their masculine energy because the masculine really isn't holding them. Yeah. You no, know, so I think it's so so important to 
to know that like you have clarity and you have commitment and then you can really relax. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Christine, I'm really curious about be doing your mastery course and it's something that you're running right now. So can you tell us about that, please? Sure. Well, thank you for asking. So I, you know, I call it personal mastery because I truly believe when we become more masterful with ourselves, then life truly does get so much easier. Mm-hmm. Things, things flow. We're not attracting things from our wounding or our limiting belief or our model of our world that got formed by what we saw from our parents. And so personal mastery is enabled to get a, a, a course that gets you super, super, super clear about who you really are, what you really want, and then how to get it. And, and we do that by eliminating the emotional, mental, behavioral, and spiritual roadblocks. So it's divided into different modules. The first is really dealing with your emotions and going back to kind of unresolved issues you haven't dealt with and learning how to actually release your emotions rather than recycle them. And then the mental section looks at your limiting beliefs, your model of the world, the stories we create. Because, mm. oh my gosh, we could have one person you know, our parents could have said to us once be quiet when we were singing and self-expressing. And then that moment we formed the belief, it's not safe for me to shine. It's not mm-hmm. safe for me to sing. It's not safe for me to self-express. So we, we find those, we update them. And then the behavioral, we look at the compensatory strategies and the avoidance traps and all the ways our unconscious drives us mm-hmm. and how we can have more of our conscious mind and our desires actually drive us. And then the spiritual section is yes, about spirituality and connecting to that but also looking at life from a more spiritual psychology lens, like really becoming a seeker and looking at what your soul curriculum is. Because I think that the lessons and the challenges we've learned of life, learned in life have a direct correlation to how we make impact and yeah. what our purpose here is. So yeah. it's a deep dive course. You get coaching with me. There's every month, there's a live group coaching call. There's Facebook Live. There's a lot of support. I have coaches in the program. I just love it. That's awesome. And so is it something that, is it an ongoing thing or does yes. it start it's in a- ongoing? It's ongoing. Cause I used to do the whole launch model and then I'm like, I hate this. I hate mm. the sense of urgency. Yeah. I hate that I'm only doing once a year. I get super stressed out. I just want it open and available. And if it flows for someone in November or someone else in July, then join. Cool. And so is it, is it like a four, is it like an ongoing thing? Is it like a four month thing? So what you do is the, there's five modules and mm-hmm. you get the modules mailed to you. you, get it, you get access to the back end course where all the videos and audios and worksheets and all that is there. And you go through it at your own pace, however you want. And then the Facebook group is ongoing. And then every month we have a monthly group coaching call where I come on, I teach for a little bit and then I just take your questions. Mm. So people can be at different areas, but it's great because somebody can be stuck I'm like in, a, in the emotional module and we'll post something on Facebook and other graduates or um, coaches will come on and talk about it. And then every year I have a live event um, that's totally free for people to come to as well for all mastery participants. That's fantastic. Okay, cool. I'm going to be applying for this. <laughs> I'm definitely very, very curious. Um, and you also have a fantastic podcast. How's that going? You're over Thank it and under you. it podcast. Yeah, I love it. I, I coach people live on the air. That was another intuitive thing where I got the guidance and then, you know, the mind ego was like, well, how do you do that? How do you report calls? Who's going to do it? Are people? <laughs> And so it like waited, I waited for like two or three years pushing to the side. And then finally, you know, I took action, but it's beautiful. People come on and they share such vulnerable things. And, you know, I've learned that we learn so much from hearing someone else. Like when, when 
I hear someone else share and be coached on something that I didn't even know I had an issue with mm-hmm. and I get insight from them. It's like my defenses are down. So listeners really learn a lot about themselves and I share some valuable tools in that. And um, I just, I, I, I love it. It's such a blessing. Yes, I, I really enjoy listening to it. It's a, it's a great yeah. one. You're very good at coaching. Christine, mwah, thank mwah. you. So good to be talking with you again. Um, Yes, I will have links to all of Christine's, um, the the Mastery Course, her website, a fantastic podcast in the show notes. So please be sure to check that out. And and, um, I also have a retreat coming up for women that's all about stepping into your feminine power. It's a two and a half day retreat in beautiful San Diego and Paradise Point. We do like a massive grief grief release. We do an anger burn. I know that might sound scary to people, but honestly, for for women, getting stuck emotions out of our body, whoa, it's like super liberating. It's a highly experiential retreat. We don't do anything super weird or scary. Sometimes when people hear women's retreat, they're like, oh God, are we going to like get naked and run around? And I'm like, no, it's all like super <laughs> loving and compassionate and wonderful. And um, it's probably the most powerful in-person work I do with people. I've been doing it 10 years. And we actually take before and after pictures of people who come because physically people look different because they let wow. go. Thanks again. It's great to, to be doing this and, and chatting to everyone again. So, oh, hello. Hello. so great to connect with you. I love yes. what you're doing. I love just the authenticity that you're putting out in the world. Thank you, thank you, thank you for choosing to shine your light because it's not always an easy choice. It's not. And it's interesting because I feel like I've been dimming it myself lately mm-hmm. um, and just sort of holding back from just speaking. I've noticed I've not been doing very many Facebook lives to the audience, not many videos. And so that again is something that I constantly get feedback that I'm I'm good at and just sort of shutting myself off. I'm like, this just needs to stop, you know, yeah. just, just kind yeah. of speak it and inhibitedly yeah. I'm working on yeah. that. But, and, and yeah. sometimes, you know, it's like be gentle with yourself too. Cause mm. sometimes those times of more quiet hermity archetype actions are, are because like there's an up leveling going on. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that's okay too. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Thank you. (laughs) My pleasure. So good to see you. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure, everyone. Thank you. And I'll be back next week with another episode. Take care. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Uplifting Content Podcast with me, Ioni Butler. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe on iTunes and leave us a review so that more people can find it. And to make sure you never miss a beat, subscribe to our weekly dose of uplifting content, which is an email from me about the best of uplifting content from that week, be it giveaways, videos, interviews, all the good stuff. And as a bonus, when you subscribe, you get access to the Uplifting Content Summit for free. The Uplifting Content Summit was an interview series with some fantastic guests, including Jay Shetty, Christine Hassler, Alexi Panos, Preston Smiles, Kyle Cease, Peter Kelly, Jenna Phillips-Ballard, and many more about how to stay uplifted. So if you'd like some tips and advice from some of the best thought leaders, authors, coaches out there, be sure to subscribe to my email update and get access to this summit for free. The link to sign up is in the show notes. Thanks again for listening. And until next time, take care. Bye.